It's five minutes with me. Hi, friend. Welcome to Five Minutes with Marco. Week three of a little sub-series I'm calling Finding Real Hope. And this week's uh, episode's actually less than five minutes, so feel free to push the pause button here and there and reflect on what I'm talking about, if you really feel you need to fill up five minutes. In part one of this three-part series, I talked about my frustration over how biblical hope has been downgraded to optimism and positive thinking by much of the American church. I also wrote about, uh, or I also talked about how the about the aha experience I had in, in Haiti, bringing me to the early stages of a new understanding of real hope. In episode two of this, I unpacked a model of hope I kind of slowly developed where dissatisfaction is a necessary and good precursor to real hope and where longing and hope coexist, relying on each other really in a beautiful dance. So a few final thoughts and for my youth working friends, the implications for youth and young adult ministry should be clear. We work with a naturally dissatisfied people group. It's a freaking cornucopia of hope potential. So here's the counterintuitive truth about hope. Embrace pain and suffering, yours and others. We all experience pain and suffering, but most of us find tricky ways to squash it or ignore it or medicate it or spiritualize it. We're robbing ourselves when we do that. Our path to experiencing true biblical hope is a path into the place where God dwells with the suffering. That's the place of our deepest hope, the hope that reaches out for the hem of Christ's robe, like the bleeding woman in Luke 8. And, and since God dwells with the suffering, it's not only our pain, suffer, uh, pain and suffering and dissatisfaction we need to embrace. We can find God and therefore hope when we come into contact with God in the midst of others who are suffering. That's exactly what happened to me on that street in Haiti. If you're a youth worker listening right now, I got a couple thoughts for you, maybe more than a couple. Don't ignore your own suffering or dissatisfaction or longings. Be honest about them, first with yourself and then with God. Second, don't pretend with your students that you have a perfect life, even if you're generally in a good place. It's very difficult for people like our teenagers to follow the lead of somebody who appears to have achieved something that feels unachievable. And even if you do get them to follow you into fake happy land, they'll eventually find out it's a cul-de-sac with no access to the promised land. Third, do not minimize the struggles and dissatisfaction your students experience. Honor it, even if it feels silly or trivial from your perspective. After all, isn't this exactly what God does with us? Wouldn't it make sense if God simply laughed at our pain, our dissatisfaction, instead of being with us and going to such great lengths to be with us? Fourth, teach about exile. Teach about the value of honesty uh, and dissatisfaction ruthlessly. Create an environment of honesty and trust. Never shame a student for her honest verbalization. Give students opportunities to bump into the hope that comes with the presence of Jesus and provide opportunities for students to have their longings transformed and help them find language to verbalize transformed longings. If you want to find hope, go to the suffering, the dissatisfied, those longing for something better. Then and there, the dream and experience of hope sparks back to life. 
Youth Cartel Podcast Network.